As we look at this chapter, there's several significant things that take place in this chapter. There's actually two separate events, uh, you could say, or two separate uh, subjects that uh, is brought up in this chapter. And in the way that Abraham addresses and handles each situation reveals the character of Abraham and makes it clear why he was called the friend of God. The first thing I want to point out is that Abraham received a personal visit. Abraham received a personal visit. Now, this might just be a country boy way of saying it, and a couple of folks told me I look like a country boy tonight with my farmer shirt on. So uh, anyway, a country boy way of saying it uh, is you go visit your friends. And God came and gave Abraham a personal visit. We see in Genesis 18, verse number 1, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. Now, it's interesting when you read this verse. Of course, there in the Middle East, the middle of the day is the hottest part of the day. And so typically, uh, whenever you are uh, there, you work in the morning, you work in the evening, you sit and rest uh, in noon. Matter of fact, when we went to Papua New Guinea... Uh, I believe the first trip when we went over there, uh, we're working and working and working, and we're like, where'd all the other guys go? We look, they're sitting under the shade tree, man. It was time to get out of the heat. Uh, and so uh, a lot of times, you know, in the heat of the day, uh, that's most likely what was going on here. Abraham had been working that morning. He had come. He had sat down there in the tent to get some shade and whatever breeze was coming through, uh, rest a little bit, and the Lord appeared unto him. It's almost as if... Uh, Abraham's looking and there's nothing and then he looks and there he is. The Lord appeared right there up before him there in the plain. Now, this visit is following the institution of circumcision in chapter number 17. Actually, from chapter 17 to chapter number 21, there is a lot takes place. When you consider that everything that takes place from chapter 17 to chapter 21 is one year. As we've looked at Abraham, as we've been coming along, uh, we started uh, when he left Ur of the Chaldees uh, uh, in his mid-70s, and everything that has taken place was from his mid-70s up to 99 years. And so although we've looked at several events, it's been over uh, nearly 20-some years, 24 years that we've covered. Now from chapter 17 to chapter 21, we're going to look at several events but he's 99 in chapter 17, and he's 100 in chapter 21. So all these events take place in the year that Sarah was carrying Isaac. Now, is that relative to our salvation? No, but it's very interesting. And so to look at this and think about this, that this is when Sarah was carrying Isaac, all these things take place. Uh, and so it's very interesting to note. Uh, so we see here in Genesis chapter number 18 that this visit of God showing up to visit Abram follows uh, the institution of circumcision that took place there in chapter number 17. We see that God had instructed Abraham that this is something that he wanted to do for the Jewish people. And you remember last week we looked and saw how that Abraham obeyed immediately. He wasted no time, but he immediately obeyed God. And following that act of complete obedience... Abraham receives a personal visit. Uh, chapter 17, the end of chapter 17, going into the beginning of chapter 18, 
We see no indication of a lapse of time. So I believe this was relatively soon after Abraham had obeyed God. And so we see that Abraham received a personal visit immediately following his obedience. Now the application that I'm wanting to make is that if you want to have a personal, close, regular relationship with God, start with obeying Him. A lot of times we want to bypass the obedience and reap the benefits of a relationship with God. But if you want to have a close, regular, personal relationship with God, start with obeying Him. And I don't just base this on Abraham's example. The Bible in John 15, verse number 14, Jesus speaking here, He says, Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. So how do you have a close relationship with God? Well, the first step is to obey Him. Abraham yielded in obedience to God and God responded with a personal visit. The next thing we notice in this passage is that Abraham has a perceptive spirit. He received a personal visit, but Abraham has a a perceptive spirit. In verse number 2 down through verse number 5, It says, And he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself to the ground and said, Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. Now see three things in this passage concerning Abraham's perception. First of all, I see a heavenly recognition. A heavenly recognition. It says, And he lift up his eyes uh, and looked, and lo, three men stood by him, and when he saw them... Now, the next phrase says he ran to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. When he saw them, he recognized who they were. Abraham recognized who they were. He looked and he saw that this was not an ordinary visitor. This was not an ordinary traveler. This wasn't just somebody passing through. No, this was the Lord. And so Abraham is sitting in his tent door and he sees these three men appear before him and he recognizes that these three men that have showed up and as we'll see as we go through the lesson, one is, as we talked before, is the Lord Jesus Christ in an Old Testament bodily appearance and two are angels. And it's important to remember that that's who this is when we get over into chapter number 19 and we're looking at a visit in Sodom. We will be referring back to this, so just file this away in your mind. But here we see it's the Lord and two angels that have appeared to Abraham and Abraham having a perceptive spirit recognized that this was the Lord. Now, you say how could he recognize that this was the Lord? Well, one way that's pretty obvious is he's met with the Lord before. So he can recognize. But also, his spirit bears witness with our spirit. And although I have never seen the Lord in bodily fashion, I have been a part of prayer meetings and services where I recognized the presence 
of the Lord and I would know that God was in this place. There have been times in my personal prayer when it was just a prayer. Matter of fact, most of the time it is just a regular prayer. There have been times in my prayer life when I recognized that the Lord had visited with me during that prayer. There is something that a Christian can recognize the presence of God. And Abraham looked, he saw the three men, and it only took him a second before he recognized that he knew who this was, which brought us to our next point, which is a hasty response. It says, and when he saw them, he ran to meet them. You know, he didn't waste any time. When he recognized who it was, he ran to meet them. He wanted to be there. He wanted to show his recognition. He ran to meet them. And, and it says, and he bowed himself toward the ground. So we see here that he was hasty in approaching him and he was reverent in his approach to the Lord. And then we see, thirdly, his perceptive spirit. We see that he made an humble request. He made an humble request. Now I want you to look here at this request that Abraham made and as we look at this request, apply it to ourselves. In verse number 3 he says, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Pass not away. His first request was, Please stay. Please stay. I remember when Melissa and I uh, were dating or courting, whatever. We called it courting back then, but uh, dating. Uh, and I would be there at her house. I'd go over to her house to have supper with them or whatever. And it would come time for me to leave. And she would say, please stay. Don't leave. Stay a little longer. I'd be like, I'm going to be in trouble. I'm telling you what, it was 25 minutes from my house to her house or the other way around. And I was supposed to be home at 10.30 and I'd leave at 10.35 and try to make it. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was, that's the way it is. But there's something about her saying, please stay. That made me want to stay. Now we have uh, Jake and Michaela and Jake comes over to see Michaela and it's time for Jake to leave and he's trying to be a good guy and leave and Michaela's saying please stay and finally I say Jake go get get out of here but there's something about that and here we see Abraham in the presence of the Lord and before he does anything else he says please stay. Boy I'm telling you what there's something about being in the presence of the Lord that you don't want it to end. Abraham said, please, if I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, stay a while. You know what? Abraham invited the Lord. He said, come in and stay a while. I wonder if the Lord showed up at our houses unannounced, if we would say, come in and stay a while. Abraham said, come in, make yourself at home, stay a while. His first request was to please stay. Then he said in verse number 4, let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree. Not only did he ask him to stay, but he said, Lord, I want you to find rest in my presence. I want the Lord to be refreshed when he's with me. I have to admit, as I was putting this, working on this particular thought, it convicted me. Because oftentimes when I'm in the Lord's presence, 
I tend to just bombard him with everything that I need. Lord, I need this, and I need you to take care of that, and I need you to help me here. And, and Lord, I, I was wondering if you could take care of this while you was at it. And, and, and Lord, I, I need, I need, I need, I need. Maybe you're not like that, but I began to feel convicted because often when I'm in his presence, it's all about me. Abraham said, Lord, I want you to be able to rest while you're with me. Oh, I'm telling you, there's just something to that thought. Can the Lord rest? Now, I'm not saying that he doesn't want us to bring our needs to him. He desires that we bring our needs to him. He loves to hear our needs. He wants to answer our requests. But there is something about having an appreciation of our Savior to the point that when we're in his presence, we don't want to bombard him. We just want to sit and enjoy his presence. We just want to sit there and allow him to rest and us to be there with him together. He wanted the Lord to find rest in his presence. And then Abram's third request we see in verse number 5. He says, while you're resting, I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servant. They said, so do as thou hast said. Now I'll just say right here that... What Abraham called a morsel of bread turned into quite a feast. I'll tell you what. And whenever you promise God a little, always give him more. Uh, Abraham said, I'm going to get you a morsel of bread. But we see here the third part of his request. He said, please stay, find rest in my presence, and allow me to serve you. Lord, allow me to serve you. Allow me to meet your needs. Allow me to supply what you need. Allow me to serve you. He said, I'll fetch you a morsel of bread. I'll feed you before you go. So we see that Abraham had perception in knowing that it was the Lord and how he should respond. But next we see Abraham's behavior in verse number 6 down through verse number 8 uh, when we see that Abraham was a proper host. He was a proper host. It says in verse number 6, And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes upon the heart. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them and he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. We see here that Abraham was a proper host. He took care of his guest. He said, let me serve you. The Lord said, okay, go for it. And Abraham said, we're going to give it everything we got. We're going to do the best we possibly can. Now we're looking at Abraham more than Sarah, but I do want to plug, plug in for Sarah right here. This lady was something else. I don't know about y'all, and Miss Melissa's a wonderful lady. But if I was to call Miss Melissa and say, I'm going to be there in five minutes. I've got Brother Corey, Brother Rick, Brother Ted with me. Uh, I need you to whip up some biscuits. Uh, I'll be picking up some steaks for you to cook. When I get there, uh, we'll be there in five minutes. Now, I'm not saying that she would rebel, but she'd be pretty frazzled. I mean, this would be a pretty big order uh, for her to whip up all of a sudden. We see here that Abraham, these guys walked up, uh, and Abraham runs out and greets them, and he says, have a seat. I'll get you a morsel of bread. Now, we know from later in the chapter that Sarah could hear the conversation. So she's like, oh, Abraham's going to run in here and get some of that bread we had uh, for lunch, and he's going to take some out there to him. And Abraham comes in, and he says, Sarah, get three measures of fine meal and bake some cakes upon the hearth. And we don't find Sarah making any complaint whatsoever. Matter of fact, we see Abraham serving the cakes. 
to his friend. I just want to put a plug in for Sarah that she was faithful to be a help meet to her husband. But, fellas, I believe the reason that she's so willing to be a help meet is also found in this passage. This is all extra, not part of the lesson, all right? But I think we see the reason she is so willing to be a helpmate right here. Abraham said, Sarah, can you make some cakes on the hearth? He said, and while you're doing that, I'm going to take care of killing a cow, getting it butchered. Uh, I'm going to take care of getting the milk. I'm going to take care of getting the butter. I'm going to take care of setting the table. All I need you to do is make the bread. Pretty easy for Sarah to say, oh, okay, yeah, I can make the bread. (laughs) Abraham's taking care of everything else. And you know what? A lot of times, and like I say, I'm getting way off here, but a lot of times whenever ladies have trouble being a help to their husband is when their husband wants to sit on the couch and them do everything and he not pitch in and help as well. We see here that Abraham was not asking Sarah to do everything, but Abraham was saying, Sarah, can you labor with me in service to the Lord? And boy, I'm telling you, there's a big difference in asking somebody to do everything and asking someone to labor with you. Anyway, that is a side point. Y'all can preach that somewhere else if you want sometime. But uh, anyway, we see that he was a proper host. I see two ways that he was a proper host. Uh, uh, Three things that shows that he was a proper host. First of all, I see that he moved quickly. He moved quickly uh, in order to serve the Lord. It says in verse number 6, And Abraham hastened. And then we see also in verse number 6, and he said, make ready quickly. We see in verse number 7, and Abraham ran unto the herd. We see at the end of verse number 7, and he hasted to dress it. Abraham moved quickly. These people he he was serving were important people, and Abraham was moving quickly to do the service for the Lord. Next of all, I see that he prepared plenty. There's three men. He asked Sarah to take three measures of fine meal. Now, a measure uh, was enough to feed three men for a day. Uh, So a measure of meal was considered enough to feed three men for a day. He told Sarah, take three measures of meal and make cakes on the heart. So he prepared enough bread here uh, to feed nine men Three meals. So, I mean, this is plenty of bread. They're baking up a lot of bread, some 25, 30 loaves of bread. Sarah's baking up here. Now, these may have been small cakes, but 25, 30 of them, they're baking up. And then he went and butchered a whole cow for three guys. He went and butchered a whole cow to give to these three guys. He prepared plenty, more than enough food for 10 men. And not only was it more than enough, but it was his very best. He didn't tell Sarah to get meal. He said to get fine meal. When he described the calf that he wanted to use, he wanted to get a calf that was tender and good. He wanted his very, very best. He prepared plenty, prepared his best, but then I see that he was a proper host in that he personally served. Now we know from chapter number 14 when uh, Abraham went and uh, fought for the freedom of Lot that he had over 300 servants that went with him. So we know that Abraham has 300 servants at least, possibly a lot more. Abraham could have snapped his fingers and had any number of people take care of his guest for him. But Abraham set the table. Abraham prepared the food. Abraham stood next to him and said, Is there anything I can do for you while you're eating? 
is there anything I can do to help you while you're here? He personally served. All of these actions reveal that Abraham preferred his guest over himself. The Bible says that in honor we're to prefer one another. This is the spirit that Abraham took in taking care of these guests. He let it be seen that he preferred them over himself. He moved quickly. He prepared plenty. He gave his best and he personally served. You know, I wonder, how do we behave when we're in his presence? I don't know about you. I, I love coming to church. I really, really do. I love coming to church, love church services. Uh, I really struggled this past Sunday the, with the snow, and I even was texting the deacons. I'm like, I don't want to cancel church. I just, I'd like going to church, you know. I love coming to church. But it sometimes does come, become habitual. No matter how much you love it, it sometimes does become habitual, or I do tend to take it for granted. And I sometimes forget that the Bible says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. I sometimes forget that when I enter into the place of worship with the family of God, that I'm entering into the presence of God. And boy, I'm telling you what, whenever we keep that in the back of our mind, that I am entering into the presence of God, it ought to affect our spirit and our behavior and that callous taking for granted or habitual this is just another Sunday ought to wear away and there ought to be a fresh expectation every time because we're entering the presence of God. So we see that Abraham was a proper host. Next we see that at this visit God gave to Abraham and Sarah a prophesied time. And I'll probably, I'll probably stop with this point. You remember last week we said that up until chapter 17, God had not told Abraham that the seed would be born through Sarah. Well, up until this point, God had not told them when the seed would be born. In chapter 17, he said it'll be born through Sarah. And we saw how that Abraham rejoiced over that. But now we come to chapter number 18 and the Lord arrives and he says, I'm going to tell you not only will the seed be born through Sarah, but this, I'm going to tell you when the seed will be born. God gave them a time. In verse number 9, the Bible says, And they said to him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee, According to the time of life, and lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind them. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is there is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. We see here that the Lord prophesied, I'm going to come back according to the time of life, and y'all will have a son. He told them when the son would be born. Now, 
we see in verse number 11 that humanly speaking, this was impossible. Humanly speaking, there was no way that this could take place. Sarah was well aware of the physical condition of herself and her husband. And I think that the laugh of Sarah was one of, I don't see how this is possible. I don't see how it can happen. But I see something here that I want to show to you, and we don't have time to get into it, but there's two things here in your blanks. We see Sarah's laughter, but we also see the Savior's long-suffering. We see Sarah's laughter, but we see the Savior's long-suffering. If you remember in the Gospels, we read, or in Acts, not the Gospels, in the book of Acts, we read the story of Ananias and Sapphira. And Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Ghost about their gift to the church, and they both fell down dead because of their lies. But here in this situation, we see the Lord being long-suffering. The Lord said, the Lord, the Lord said, the child will be born. And Sarah laughed and said, how is it possible that this can happen? How is it possible that I can have a child? Sarah's inside the tent. She's got her ear pressed up against the canvas. She's listening to the conversation. The Lord said, I'll return next year and Sarah will have a child. And she kind of <laughs> chuckled to herself inside the tent. And then she pushes her ear back up to the canvas to see what else the Lord's going to say. She, she wants to hear more now. And the Lord said, why did Sarah laugh? Boy, can you imagine her countenance falling? How did he hear that? How did he hear me laugh? How did he, how did he know I laughed? Oh, my goodness. And then she was afraid. Oh, my goodness. I have ruined everything. Now I've laughed and God's not going to let me have a child. And all this is, oh, no, I've ruined everything. And out of fear, she said, I didn't laugh. And the Lord was long-suffering. See, Ananias and Sapphira purposefully, intentionally lied to the Holy Ghost. Purposefully, intentionally lied to the people for their own benefit. And God said, no. Sarah laughed out of a human weakness. She denied her laugh out of a human fear. And God looked at Sarah and he said, no, you did laugh. And I just imagine that he had a little smile. No, you did laugh. I heard you. You laughed. And he went away without any further discipline, without any further anything. Sarah got the message. God heard me laugh. God can give me a child. And God was long-suffering. The application that we make here, sin is sin. There's no question to it. But the intention of the heart is what matters. The intention of the heart. Yes, we're human. Yes, we're going to make mistakes. Yes, we're going to do things that we regret. But if we are repentant and confess God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But whenever we are hard-hearted and arrogant and callous and do not recognize who God is, we will receive swift judgment for our sin. The Savior was and is long-suffering. Now, 
we'll have to hold the rest of this till next week. But next week, we see that the Lord tells Abraham that he's going to Sodom. And we see how Abraham responds to the Lord telling him that he's going to bring judgment on the land of Sodom. So look forward to that next week. I had big hopes of getting all the way through chapter 18 tonight for you, but um, just didn't make it. And so I, I don't ever want to needlessly drag out the lessons, but neither do I want to needlessly rush the lessons. And so we'll just take them as the Lord gives them to us. I hope that you enjoy this study here on